everyone to the Athletes Voices. Today I have a guest, Madeleine Coco. Thank hi, you hi. for coming. <laughs> uh, you're a diver. So yes, I'm a diver in the Swiss national team and I actually train a lot, 20, 20 hours a week, uh, to try to qualify for Paris, the Olympic Games. So I have a big qualification in February and we'll see how it goes, but I've been training for like 15 years in this sport. It's a passion. <laughs> yeah, and how is the training coming along for Paris? So we train maybe like 30-40% uh, outside water, it would be like um, fitness, acrobatics, strength conditioning and stuff and then 60% maybe in the water. But uh, yeah, around this I'm doing uni as well, so I have to manage my week half, but I'm, I would say maybe 70% training and everything around athlete life, recovery and everything and maybe 20-30% just a bit of uni to have my brain working. <laughs> yeah, it must be hard though. Um, out of all the sports you could have done, why diving? So I started with gymnastics because, well, first I wanted to do uh, be in the Cirque du Soleil. Oh, <laughs> yeah. All the Canadian friends. <laughs> and, um, so my parents said, oh, you need like, to have a good like basic, so you go to gymnastics. And then this international and Olympic dream started very young. So I was watching the opening ceremony of the Olympics and I said, I want to go to the Olympics already before starting diving. And I could see that in gymnastics, I was not able to go and follow this dream. And um, yeah, my dad was a diver before, so okay. he just said, yeah, just try diving and so at like nine I was doing both gymnastics and diving and then I had to choose and in six months I was already like on the top athlete in Switzerland in diving and so it was hard choice at the time but when I see it was just so logic and it was nice and to follow my dream and passion that's why I did diving. Yeah that must be crazy <laughs> though. Um, there's like you spend most of your time in a swimming suit when it comes to competition. How does it feel to be almost like naked in front of, like, you know, especially yeah. if you do like big competitions when there's like TV there, there's yeah. people watching? Well, to be honest, I, I don't think about it anymore um, because it's like the the working suit, I don't know, it's like, I don't think about it and I love my swimming suit, I have them in like a precious spice and I like to choose them and everything. But what I notice is when my friends are coming to watch me mm -hmm. and like they are watching me, like they are seeing me in a uh, swimming suit or seeing my boyfriend in like the little, my boyfriend is a diver as well yeah. and he's wearing like a mini, mini sw swimming suit, very small and this when out, people from outside coming in this world, is, it makes me feel a bit weird about it, but yeah, and um, also I had another issue is that sometimes when you have condition, you have camera and everything, and you have camera on the water, and sometimes the swimsuit is a bit woohoo moving, <laughs> and I know a lot of like girls in diving had issue because some um, person I are doing like videos on YouTube with like only sequence of like mm. they butt or like zooming on the thing so that's the weird part but how I feel is is just normal because it's, it's my work but on the other side it's also you have to be the whole year in swimming suit so it's also 
you watch what you what you eat, you wanna have a nice figure and yeah that's that's sometimes a bit like the, the downside of it being mm -hmm. all the time in swimming suit and yeah maybe as well maybe for women and even men they do take care of the hair and take care mm -hmm. of Oh, am I waxed? Am I shaved? And is it perfect? And when I was younger, it was more important before the competition being so perfect. But actually, it doesn't change a lot. But yeah, I think this swimming suit fat is a—it's a big thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you about like body image. Like, how did you ever, at a time in your career in your life? felt like bad about how you look or like felt very conscious, self-conscious of like gaining weight or things like that? Uh, well, as it is an artistic sport, you are judged in the way you look, the way you execute the dive. So I think this is part of it, sadly, because the judges look at you and obviously if you are, if you are overweight, like this is not nice mm -hmm. and so personally I was always conscious about it so it never went too bad I would say but I wouldn't say it's a like amazing and great and healthy relationship with like food and gaining weight and your body image I think your body image is depends as well and where you are with who you com you compare with and uh, I can see that when I am around people like sports, other athletes, uh, not only diving, but I was in a school with a lot of swimmers or stuff like this, mm -hmm. other, other athletes, then I tend to compare more and be more like you know, complex about my body and more conscious about how I look and uh, what I eat and stuff. But when I am around like uni people, so then I feel more confident. I feel okay. My body is, is my is my work is my yeah. That's why I work with. I need the muscle. I need to be strong, and I'm able to do all that stuff with my body. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. So I love it. But on the other side, yeah, I think you're in a world with also social media that is only not only but a lot about image and everything like this is a bit difficult. So for me, I never had very like bad moment. I would say always borderline a bit. Mm -hmm. Always, always thinking about what I eat, food. It's more about food rather than the, the way I look. Really, it's more about the actual food. Yeah. But it was always okay in control, but a bit yeah. Do you sometimes have this feeling like because athletes usually eat way more than like regular people quote-unquote right um, because well you just have way more <laughs> muscles <laughs> yeah. um, did you ever felt like self-conscious about um, like eating more than like your regular friends yeah. like at university 100%. or even family yeah yeah 100% and always like people you want it or you don't but they you make comment about mm. food is a big thing in life I, I love food and in my family we, we it's it's a moment of sharing and everything, but yeah, the, the portion are just big. You know when you take the portion on the, the back of the package? Yes. I would eat twice and that would fulfill me, I don't know, yeah. But just a, a normal portion is just not enough. And yeah, it's a lot about, about this. So people commenting and looking at you. And for me, what's very difficult is I'm always hungry. Mm. But because I train, yeah, I train actually 20 hours a day in the pool but it doesn't count the tiredness coming from it and when you're tired you, you just 
eat worse or you're more hungry or you just want something to sugar or something to wake you up and mm -hmm. food helps you um, to yeah just have this feeling of energy coming in your body and because you're so tired because of sport and always hungry this, this is very nice and that's why I'm, I'm wondering when I'm gonna stop diving I think I'm gonna be less hungry <laughs> but also again conscious about how if I stop I will train less and burn less and mm. how how this gonna regulate it's i'm sure it's gonna regulate itself but it's a it's also you know thinking about it the the after sport the during sport and early sport <laughs> yeah yes it's a lot of like mental uh gymnastics yeah way. like being able to like see your body as like this strong uh, tool, tool that tool, helps yeah, you right? yeah But what's so difficult is that is that I think we because we are conscious about our body, I also uh, can feel and know how it looks, how it it feels. Really have a good perception of my body because mm -hmm. it's my tool. But also I can see oh, if for a small amount of weeks or days I eat worse, I can see it very quickly. Mm -hmm. And but. As this topic is food is so important, uh, a lot I like studying uh, nutrition. So my boyfriend I live with, also an athlete, is studying nutrition, and for him it's, it's uh, very interesting. But the thing is, if you're too interested, this means you look all the time for it. You are, mm -hmm. yeah, it's 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 a oppression. It's a pressure that's just coming close. And in training, you in swimsuit thinking about your body image and okay I need to contract my abs to do this ah oh, but my abs oh my stomach hurts a bit big today and then at home well you eat three or four times a day so you think about it all the time and it's a it's a thing yeah it's all the time here but um on the good side is that I look I still love food and everything and are you yeah. actually doing something to uh, change your mindset around like how you uh Yes and no. So I'm seeing a sports psychologist mm. for like five years and I know this is a, well, this woman changed my life, basically. <laughs> she was, uh, she, uh, she's magic. <laughs> and uh, I had, we talked about it because, but it was more in the way that when I feel stressed, I need to feel control and mm. food, the food topic is a, easy way to not an easy way but it's an easy area to control mm -hmm. so i would like if i feel more stressed then i will think more about food because i feel oh i'm stressed i'm losing control so i need to control something so mm -hmm. i'm controlling food mm -hmm. so it was not not i'm talking only about the food problem but more about coping mechanism of stress or mm -hmm. life issues in general but this is coming towards towards this food thing But also about how you see yourself, how proud of yourself you are. When I was younger, I was not very proud of myself, very shy, more like, uh. and with this uh, psychologist, we worked a lot on self-confidence, and I think this, this helps as well in the body image, naturally, without speaking exactly about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think also like as a woman, your body You have to also be able to accept that your body changes a lot, yeah. especially because of your cycle and stuff yeah. like that. How do you uh, actually do that? Like Because you're swimming, but you actually have periods and stuff like that. Yeah. How do you deal with it? 
So I had I had the chance to have my career very late, <laughs> I think because of sport, because everything was delayed. Mm -hmm. But at first I took the the pill to try to regulate, and because I had a, also a partner in my life and stuff like this. But I see it didn't suit me well. I could see it my in my body composition. I could feel it, and mm -hmm. as well, it did not really regulate, and so that was a bit annoying. And now I have I don't know how to say this. Astelile. Oh, it's an IUD. IUD. Yeah, and this helps me a lot. This is good. This is with a hormone as well, but mm -hmm. only located. So this helped me as well, but. I would say it changes so much. I guess it's for athletes and non athletes the same. But when you were a teenager and you first start to get them, it's very uncontrollable. And uh, but now I could see I have more or less a controllable uh, cycle. Mm -hmm. And since what two years maybe? So I was maybe what twenty-two. I started to slowly. Adapt training. So because I could see in my training phase, I was when I when I got my period, I'm weaker mm -hmm. or I'm more like depressed or I want to eat more and I feel just down and I don't have the energy to go for that training. Yeah. Um, so I try to not like uh, formally adapt training, but more about listening to my body, mm -hmm. and that was a big change. But this is also good with the self-confidence thing as well because when you are younger, you well, just trust yourself, you know, trust how you feel and if today you don't feel like it or you just can't because your body don't let you, or doesn't let you, then just don't do it. So now I'm listening more about my cycle and stuff and I talk to my coach as well, which was, for him, I'm not sure it was very... He didn't know about it, mm -hmm. and I was coming away with the idea, yeah, I need to listen a bit more about my body and stuff, and so yeah. I also had very um, issue with uh, uh, my hip, and then we realized it was all connected with uh, the woman oh. organs. Yeah. So it was very interesting, well, not to be injured, <laughs> but it was very interesting to see how connected it is and how important it is. Uh, to to listen to the, the woman, but it was very complicated and it, explain this to a man. It's <laughs> yes, that's it's what I was so going to ask you. <laughs> it's like uh, so basically, when you're an athlete, you can have women coaching you, but you can also have men coaching you. Yeah. How different it is, especially to talk about those things like, oh, listen, I have to listen to my body, yeah. and you don't understand because you're a man. Yeah, so when I, until, yeah, until maybe, what, 17 years old, I trained with a woman, mm -hmm. and it was the, the, the woman coaching me in my time, in my city, and so I didn't choose the coach. She was there, and I was training there. And... It was okay, and it was more about a bit more about this relationship. It's extreme, but mum-child relationship. Mm -hmm. It's extreme, but more that kind. And then when I moved, I moved to England and then to Lausanne again. I decided to train to be coached by a man, and I preferred it. It was more, I don't know, maybe I needed more to be like a, a machine, he told me this, and it was more like no objection, no talking, and just do, and at that point of my career I needed this, and now 
the last coach I, the last coach I chose was a man as well. And yeah, I, I think they have different personality that makes you that can change for everybody. But for me, it just better with the man. Mm -hmm. And I think with a coach, man or woman, you have to be honest because as as you said, the, the body is just your tool. And if you need to listen to it to perform, and the, the, only, the coach wants you to perform. So you, I was completely honest and said, okay, today I'm feeling so shit. <laughs> I want my period. I'm dead so I have give me 10 hours and I will be back on track so you just adapt your training mm -hmm. so but you need to have confidence in your coach as well and you need to feel in a safe environment to be able to say that but you need to create yourself this environment by choosing the people you're yeah. surrounded with yes it's a lot of communication yeah <laughs> But any relationship is like that. I'm yeah, saying. exactly. So uh, we say about oh, athletes, the body image, but it's for everybody. Yeah. Relationship with God is the same for everybody. That's yeah, <laughs> true. Speaking of like uh, communication, as an athlete, especially in this day and age, you need to have maybe like an Insta page and like be have like kind of a presence online. Mm -hmm. uh, also because of sponsorships. Yeah. How does it work for you? Um, us in Switzerland, we don't get any funding from the federation or anything, so we have we have to find our own sponsorship to finance the season, which is quite expensive to be honest. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, I'm having Instagram open like to public and stuff, and I was a ambassador to like a, a swimsuit brand. Mm -hmm. And this, I really like this. It was sharp, called, it is sharp, called Sharp Rebellion, and they do very nice recycled um, sportwear. But uh, it was also a bit the, the, this idea of selling my image, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, this goes again with the, the question yeah, how do you feel about your body? How, how confident are you to just pick up, take a camera, and just, hey, <laughs> look at me, this looks it. Woohoo! And for me, I feel a bit embarrassed, like, not like, is not legit for me to do it. Mm -hmm. Even if I perform and I can sell my performance and not, but selling my image as Madeline Coco was mm -hmm. a bit weird, but selling the athlete I was, was easier. Mm -hmm. So I could sell, oh, look, I did the top 10 at World Championships. That's mm -hmm. easy. But then selling, oh, because I'm using this, you should use this. I feel it's, it, it was, it is a bit difficult mm -hmm. and it's, it's hard to to have the consistency of well post and knowing the game, you know, of the social media. That's difficult. Yeah, <laughs> that's a job. Yes, that's, that's actually a job, yeah. and it's it's definitely like as an athlete, you're doing this because you like that sport. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, there's also like this bunch of things you don't know anything about, yeah. and you have to deal with it, right? Yeah, but I think that's why, for example. I'm not doing this for money because I don't get any money, but you learn so much from life. I think you learn very quick and in a practical way. So you you have to deal with sponsorships. So how do you contact them? How do you speak a bit like formally? How do you present yourself? Do you, you go to a sponsorship event? How do, what do you wear? How do you speak? How do you behave? Um, also about, well, the nutrition, we're talking about it. Well, there is so many aspects in the athlete's life that for me are so interesting. and. It's, Again, it relates to 
just a non-athlete's life. Mm -hmm. But athletes, you just have to deal with this already when you're what, 16, 17. So it just hits you a bit earlier than <laughs> I think for other people. people. <laughs> or like, for like when you get a professional career in, in something else, you go to school and then you start your career maybe 25, 30, you try to peak or I like to reach what you want. But for us, my career will end like will end at like 25, 30. So my, I will try to peak maybe at like 22. So you know the also the input you give in your work, the, I mean, I'm 24 and I already give 15 years of my life for one thing, one goal, is mm -hmm. to go to the Olympics. Already in Tokyo, I didn't go. So you you learn how to fail as well very, very earlier. Yeah. So yeah, that's a But that's interesting, but that hurts a lot as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually wanted to talk about that. Like, uh, you mentioned it, like you were almost going to Tokyo, but you yes. ended up not going. Now you want to, you're working to go to Paris. How does it feel when you don't reach your goal? And how do you cope with it? Ha, ha, ha. A lot of cry, I'm a crier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I think the word the word is disillusion, mm -hmm. and you lose a bit of. Do you say naivety? Naive? Yeah. Yeah. You. I think I was. I had this feeling before Tokyo. I was so naive, mm -hmm. and then you got hit by this just non-qualification, which is not just it is just not successful. But you did everything to try to go and. The, the whole way to get there was just amazing and I will do it again and the same, I don't have regrets. Mm -hmm. But um, it's it's a bit difficult. I think what's difficult about the the Olympics is that it's very um, very social event, I would say. Mm. People around you always talk about it and the media always talk about it. But when you look at it closer and closer, it's only, only every four years, but they're the same people as in the World Championship. Yes. But the World Championship is less media, less stuff, but I did great results in the World Championship, but it was so, for people, mm, it was not like as I was going to the Olympics. So going to the Olympics is such a proof, such a like validation. Mm -hmm. And I think I had to deconstruct this idea that it's Olympics are validation of your career. I think I had to, after Tokyo, I just realized that how proud I, how proud I was to my overall career and yes. not just about going to the Olympics. And yeah, enjoying the way to get there, enjoying other competition. And I think at the end, you suffer every day. So you need to enjoy every day because you don't know how it's going to be and if you're going to qualify or not. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I guess also that it's also because of maybe the sport you do is a little bit more niche. So yeah. there's some sports, it's like, it's as if the Olympics is the only event yeah. that exists. Whereas like every year you have a word competition yeah, yeah, and yeah. you've been like in the finalists. Yeah. So it's like, people don't see that, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And people don't, I think they, they, Again, that's how I said before during the social media, you just saw, oh, I was 10th in the world, woohoo. But you don't see the the other part of the iceberg, you know, yeah. like you see the, 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 the struggle. But for us, for me, it's like the also the, the closer you get, so you say, okay, now I can qualify, 
you can also see the more and more details you have to to do and to work for yes. to reach this potential to reach the, the like the Olympic Games. So that's also you're getting closer, but actually you can see <laughs> it's further. So it's like oh my god, <laughs> compared to when you're a kid or when you you until like 16, it's just a dream, and you see this in the in the clown and the gold atin and like <laughs> the Olympic dream, so beautiful, and you say okay, I want to go. Yeah, of course you want to go, but then when you actually you have you are in the top 25 in the world and you have to be top 18. What's the difference between the seven people? That's the 25th and the 18th person. And that's, that's, it's a lot. It's a, it seems so nothing, but it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, so right now, what are your future goals? Except for the Olympics, but do you have other goals uh, that you want to talk about? Huh, so basically we have this uh, we have huge event now in in a few months to qualify for the Olympics and then uh, it will be yeah I think almost tenth Europeans and stuff so I would like to also perform well at Europeans. I had last year my first uh, three meter individual, which is my event final at Europeans. Mm -hmm. So I qualified and I was very happy to qualify. But then in the final, I was a bit like, whoa, <laughs> overwhelmed, overwhelmed, overwhelmed yeah, with everything. So I would like to perform as well in the in Europeans. And uh, so I was 11th, but I think I could reach more with my potential top eight, top six. That would be amazing. And my another dream was to do uh, European medal, maybe more in synchros with a partner, but I don't know how this is doable. You need to find another person. <laughs> maybe that's the difficult thing, especially in Switzerland, such a small, small um, country. And uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, I think the world level reaching even better and top 18, so it's semi-final and yeah. going through this and the, the better result you get. The better recognition you get from Swiss Olympics and everything but um, it's difficult because I did a lot already <laughs> so yeah, I'm very happy yeah, about it <laughs> but uh, you get more and more you're craving for more yes, <laughs> you reach for thing okay no, but I want to be more okay but I want to be more <laughs> so, yeah, yeah yeah and because also you do like competition so you do yourself we also do like with someone else, right? Yeah, exactly. So in Tokyo, for to try to qualify for Tokyo Olympics, I did a women's synchro. So uh, yeah, that was very interesting as well to compete with other women. And actually, that's how in 2016 I won. We won. Uh, gold medal at Europeans, Junior Europeans. Yeah. That was one of the best moments of my career with the hymn and everything and the fact I'm I'm someone who likes sharing stuff so sharing the the moment with so many people and with someone else that, that was so cool. And uh, as I said as well before it's difficult to find two people who do the same thing. So when you do it you can quickly go and hide in the ranking. So that's yeah. very nice. Uh, but now I do as well a mixing pro, so with another guy, mm -hmm. and uh, I also once competed Worlds and European with my boyfriend. Yes. So that was that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> how is it though? Like, how do you? Because you guys do the same sport. Yeah. Yeah. You did compete together. 
how do you like separate like private life career <laughs> do you yeah. <even> separate <laughs> the thing is we so i knew him before from diving and yeah. he was like friend best friend before the boyfriend part yeah. so i would say that's the base yeah, the fundamentals of, of our relationship mm -hmm. and then top up with the romantic thing <laughs> But um, on one side, so we live together as well, so people say, how do you do? You die together, you live together, that's too much, you're too young. <laughs> say, well, am I happy? Yes, do it. <laughs> but um, it's sometimes difficult. Sometimes uh, we are like, okay, yes, just go away, go and see some friends. I go to uni, we just need to separate. But on the other side, we understand each other and we support each other so well. And we can, in, in the pool, we like a lot of people don't know that we are together we're not acting like on each other and everything and um, so I think you just have to find a healthy way to, to live it and uh, we're actually a very different person so I would be more someone who does every day with a bit and trying to go up and up and he's more like a sprinter like, <laughs> everything all in and oh, nothing and, then, and so we learn from each other a lot yeah. and I think that helped me in my career and as well in my partner personal life as I said I'm a crier <laughs> and he's more like a neutral emotional person so <laughs> he helped me to deal with my emotion and I helped him to sometimes feel new stuff <laughs> yeah. that's good that's good yeah uh, last question before letting you go um, if there's like a little girl listening to us who would love to be a diver what advice would you give her I would say to think, choose wisely your environment and people surrounding you. Mm -hmm. So it will be your medical team because you have to trust them. Uh, your parents you don't choose, but try to all make them involved or not the way you feel. And a coach and just friends to share like all those emotions with them because it's it's a huge thing to carry, but you can do it even if it's an individual sport. You can do it with a team. And then what I will say to myself is a bit trust your gut feels, your gut mm -hmm. feeling a bit more. Listen to yourself because what you feel at the end is 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 right because it's the way you feel it and yeah, trust yourself, trust your decision and that would, what I would I wish I did a bit earlier. Yeah. Well mm -hmm. thank you, Madam. Thank you. <laughs>